<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Panic Attack with Big John, Halloween edition. Well, not really. The usual edition with a little Halloween music in the side round, background uh, for you to enjoy. Mon- the Monster Mash, a-, a jam from the 60s that has lasted through to today. So follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Do all that like, share, and subscribe stuff. And uh, let's start. So, Halloween, big, big deal here in the U.S. of A. A lot of bars and cities and towns had their grown-up Halloween parties over the weekend. Uh, And this uh, story out of Seoul, South Korea, uh, while it is tragic, and I I hope we are praying for the the people, and the families, uh, the people still clinging to life, and the families of those that died tragically in this stampede, as the Seoul Fire Chief is calling it, um, really kind of hit home, not too close to home with me, but in a couple ways, uh, you know, Kent State Halloween is a big deal. What most all colleges it is. Uh, not going to commentary on the Halloween attire of the young ladies. But anyway, that popped into my head for a second. Uh, Halloween, the streets were always packed in Kent. And here in the States, uh, at least in Ohio, the... These uh, little alleyways that are converted into walkways and a, a bar and a shop or two here and there, or maybe it's just a a nice, pretty, de- prettily decorated area for you to go from one bar to the next. But these little uh, cities and towns are starting to now turn rundown alleys. Uh, into walkways and party strips. And uh, the way people pack into, like, Kent, Ohio, or uh, I go to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who we'll talk about him being an asshole in a minute. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's bodybuilding show draws over a quarter million spectators a year, and it's a sea of humanity where people are packed in and you cannot uh, move on, like, say, Saturday. Uh, The aisleways are about six feet wide, and you're really just trading places with other people as you make your way down. You're like, okay, I'm going to step here. Now I'm face-to-face with another person. Okay, you go right, I go left, and we just trade places uh, up and down the aisleways. So what happened in Seoul, South Korea, it was the big Halloween celebration. And this draws people from all over the world to 
this Seoul, South Korea party district. And there was a crowd crush, a crowd surge. People just, so, so many people in little spaces at one time uh, that they just, eventually people started freaking out. Panic, anxiety set in. People were suffocating standing up. People were falling to the ground and getting trampled. Uh, all in all, the last death count, I hate to say that word, by uh, CNN was 150. Uh, hundred, hundreds more injured. And many of those on uh, life support uh, in, in critical care units. So, sadly, their death toll will rise. Basically, the fire marshal is presuming, or the fire chief, whatever the word is, uh, he is presuming it was a stampede. There were about 100,000 people in the streets of Seoul, South Korea. And some of these streets were actual alleyways about six and a half feet wide. You had people, I guess, trying to, to climb the sides of buildings to get out of the crowd. Uh, the, they say that the, uh, the stampede started about 10.20 p.m., I don't know how they, they're judging that. Maybe that's when the first 911 calls came in. But people were calling from their cell phones to the first responders, 911, saying, I can't breathe, I'm being crushed. Uh, the one thing about the city of Kent uh, Halloween special and Kent State University, the police are at least the last time I was there, are pretty brutal on the college kids and keeping them in line to avoid rioting. Uh, I've seen asshole cops just jack kids up by the scruff of their costumes, uh, the scruff of their neck, uh, the, the collar of their shirt, maybe that's a better way to say it, and take these kids and say, hey, knock it off, stop being an asshole. And it's kind of like, whoa, who's the asshole, dude? He's just a dumb, drunk college kid. But, um, you know, I'm not judging uh, anyone that was there or the Korea police. Uh, man, this is just tragic. Um, a friend of mine, I don't know if I mentioned this already because I've been babbling so fast, but. Uh, a buddy of mine, my best friend, really, is, was, is, was, were stationed in Seoul, uh, South Korea, when he was in the Army. And he told me about uh, taking the train, the tram system or train system. I don't know if he meant subways or just commuter trains, but anyways... They would get off the trains and the police would be there holding people back and this big crowd of people would surge forward and you'd push and you push and you push the 
eventually the you know the the cops would be pushed back and then the next train would come and more people would get out and we would push and push until finally you know we got off and we got out there and watched a guy hit a gong on at midnight on New Year's Eve. I go, well, that was a little anticlimactic. But uh, I'm sure there was more to than just a guy striking a gong, I hope. But, yeah, that when he would describe those crowd surges, when I heard this story about uh, the crowd crush or the stampede, whatever they're calling it, it just reminded me of my buddy, uh, you know, being there. And, man, you know, it was a long time ago that he was there. It was in the 90s. They were there for... Uh, the New Year's Eve festival, but you know these crowd crushes and crowd surges are, uh, I guess, really nothing new. This year it just turned tragic, and of course this is after Korea has been on lockdown for COVID for three years. Uh, Reuters summed it up this way. Uh, it was the first Halloween event in Seoul in three years after the country lifted COVID restrictions and social distancing. Many of the party goers were wearing masks and Halloween costumes. Some witnesses described the crowd becoming increasingly unruly and agitated as the evening deepened. The event took place about... 10.20 p.m., 13.20 GMT. Uh, so, yeah, really just can't criticize, you can't say much, but this was, you know, the world just came out of COVID lockdown and South Korea specifically and people are want to just get out and you know they're they're not used to being in crowds they're going to get more agitated they're going to get more anxiety social anxiety uh when they're in entrapped in a, a small space and really you know if there's a criticism these trendy little alleyway bar restaurant uh, shop areas are not safe in the event of a large crowd let alone uh, if a fire were to break out uh, when I first saw 100 it was only 100 yeah like there's such a thing as only 130 dead uh my first thought was uh, mass shooting or terrorist attack or something like that. And instead it was um, just a mass of humanity that hadn't been outside their homes in a long time, hadn't been in this large of a crowd in a long time. And they just kind of panicked had anxiety attacks and that led to stampeding, heart attacks and things like that. Very tragic situation. So uh, 
look back on this, learn from it, pray for the the people that are clinging to life, pray for the families of those who have passed away, and uh, let's break and come back and talk Mark and politics. Okay, this is not the Michael Jackson version of Thriller. <laughs> I don't know who's singing that, but it's a cover band for show. So let's see what we're gonna look look at here. Uh, what? Oh, poo. Well, Seattle Times, you suck. Uh, I guess we'll go with NPR's version of the article. Facebook was fined. This is from nationalpublicradio.org, npr.org. Link on my getter, Twitter, at the real underscore Big John. I'm on Truth Social, too, by the way. Same handle. Uh, Facebook's parent company fined nearly $25 million for violating campi- campaign... Got a little ahead of myself. Campaign finance disclosure law. Woo, baby. Woo, doggies. All right, whatever. So, Seattle, Washington. A Washington state judge on Wednesday fined Facebook uh, parent company Meta nearly $25 million for repeatedly and intentionally violating campaign finance disclosure law in what is believed to be the largest campaign finance penalty in U.S. history. So let's just not go into the details of that. Let's just talk about what we know, what I know. Facebook and Google manipulate their algorithms near the time of elections. They manipulate what you see on your timeline. They manipulate what comes up in your searches. And all of this, they've even, manip- Google has even through uh, Gmail manipulated Republican and conservative emails. Now email back in the day, we talked about this a little before, when I did my Twitter thing a few days ago. Email was going to be your super private, fast, fun, innovative way to communicate without placing a stamp onto an envelope in uh, the year 1995, way back in the 1900s, people. This new fascinating thing called email. What does what's what's an email? What does that mean? Electronic mail. Ooh, get excited! Eee. It's all going to be part of the information superhighway. You had uh, Bryant Gumbel, cool dude, Katie Kirk. I won't say what c word, but it rhymes with c and next Tuesday. 
uh, Kirk, they were on the Today Show, and they were talking about this new thing called email. What is that? You can sit at your computer and send a, a friend a, a letter? What's that A with the circle around it mean? What does that, What is that? Oh, that's the sign for at. That button that's been on every typewriter and computer for ever. Now it has a purpose. <laughs> so now Google Mail, Gmail, which in the early 2000s was, oh, this is going to be great. You know, you can, you'll never truly delete an email. You can click delete and it'll go away from your inbox but you'll be able to search your email and find old emails you deleted. Oh my God, unlimited email. And Gmail was only open to a finite number of people at the beginning because Google wanted to work all the kinks out. And uh, I had a friend who was such a computer geek, he had uh, the ability to invite people to Gmail. He said, I still have some Gmail invites left. I'll, uh, I'll send you a Gmail invite. So, man, I was cool. I got Gmail. John, I ain't going to tell you my damn Gmail address, you bastards. But anyways, it's, I got on Gmail. This was going to be my, five, I used to change email addresses all the time. Come up with goofy nicknames and, and stuff. Uh, but anyways, this is, it is my final email address. I'll, I'll, no sense never changing. But anyway, so now not only has Gmail or, or Google figured, a, uh, well, they didn't have to figure much. They're the experts on uh, search engines. But they took uh, and found a way to manipulate your emails as well. Your email was your private communication with any list serve, uh, any group you wanted to communicate with. And now they're not only manipulating searches so that you see the articles they want you to see first, but they're manipulating your emails. Man, that's shady, Gmail and Google. So Mark Zuckerberg has for a long time been a big contributor to campaign and voting manipulation. They gave grants to his company Meta and the Mark and whatever his wife's name is, Zuckerberg Foundation, gave money to local boards of elections. Uh, but attached to that money was a stipulation when you check ballots, you can't audit, you can't match signatures, you cannot check for identification. And that led to a lot of the irregularities you saw in 2020. The Zuck, a lot of or states, pardon me, have passed Zuck Buck bills that their boards of elections cannot take 
donations or grants or loans or any kind of money from a non-governmental organization, charity, foundation, etc., etc. So, Zuck, oh Zuckerberg, and I, yeah, I, th I think this kid, he looks like a, a teenager, though he's probably like in his 30s or 40s by now. Uh, Zuckerberg, I don't really hold hate to him, towards him. You know, he came up with something that was fascinating. Uh, I use the platform still, I always will, because it's a good way to exchange photographs and jokes with friends and family members. Uh, I just wish Facebook's supposed moderators could take a joke and not keep... Well, I deleted a couple of asshole not so-called friends, and gee, uh, not as many of my... Facebook posts get nailed anymore. So apparently my alleged asshole friends, uh, political enemies really, that I tried to be nice to, uh, they were flagging or reporting my posts. Uh, so still, I still get a lot of Facebook uh, posts and comments flagged or uh, taken down or I have to explain, because I fight it all the time. You're not going to tell me what to say, what to do. Uh, but I wish the, the supposed fact checkers and moderators would learn a sense of humor and then if they're pestering people like me with a smart-ass sense of humor, go after the pedos, the animal abusers. I heard one... Uh, an interview with, <clears throat> excuse me, one Facebook moderator on Valuetainment on YouTube talking about uh, how they wanted to take down videos of people filleting dogs and cats, cutting them up into dinner basically and the higher up Facebook moderators would say no that's that's a cultural thing for them so uh, or you know in some cases you know porn or things with children in it I mean I know a friend she had to take <sighs> sorry I'm rubbing my eyes if you're on a video she she has a son that looks just like her. And Facebook's uh, police kept taking down pictures of her son saying that she was posting pictures of a shirtless little girl. So props to them for trying to moderate child porn content. But she couldn't explain to them until she was blue in the fingertips from typing. That that's my son. That's not a little girl. I can't help it. He has curly hair and looks like me. You know, uh, his name is Rocco. And she ended up having, getting banned from Facebook and having to set up a second account and not post pictures of her son running around in his diaper or underwear without a shirt on. 
but you know the moderators they they police things like that and they evidently don't communicate to each other hey this is a, a son it's not a little girl because that's the response you would get from Facebook and they're letting other perverts exist on their platform so there, there must, not, must not be coherency and sometimes Facebook outsources the moderation to private companies so there, there's not uh, a consistency in what gets moderated and censored but they've been a long time uh, advocate of putting things like the Hunter Biden laptop uh, in an algorithm, I guess you would call it, so that it appears at the bottom of your news feed. So you have to scroll, 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 and then it's somewhere buried in your news feed. And so Seattle, uh, Washington, the judge finally nailed them on these uh, campaign probably in-kind contributions. Uh, they would probably call this an in-kind contribution to campaigns, uh, not so much direct contributions. Uh, I said we'd talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger being an asshole. I wish he'd just shut up and stay out of politics. I mean, I guess he's an American citizen by now, uh, but he does have the right to free speech. But he's not always right. He's still got too much of that Austrian government censorship attitude in him. Uh, and now he's goading the GOP court over nuts election theory. Former California governor Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, I was starting to say, I wish he would just stick to reforming bodybuilding. He's been a big advocate, oddly enough, uh, of the anti-steroids in bodybuilding lately. And getting the guys to go back to the classic physique. You know, a broad-shouldered, vacuum waist, big quads... Uh, because the guys are starting to look like squares, you know. They're starting to look like a block instead of like an X, X, which is always the classic bodybuilding frame. Big, massive shoulders, big chest, big lats, small waist, big quads. I'm not saying that the guys are out of shape, but... Their abdomens uh, have to be so big to be proportionate with the, the giant necks and backs and shoulders that the muscles just grow so wide you don't have that tapered waist. Anyway, let's take a break. This has turned into a long cast instead of a, a quickie. And uh, we'll talk about the governator. <laughs> All right, the time warp again. 
That movie they show every Halloween night in Cleveland. Uh, what the hell is it called? With the transvestite from Transylvania. Back when transvestites were something controversial. Now they're just peoples. Uh, anyway. I guess this is a classic movie. People act it out in the theaters as it's being played. Anywho, enough Halloweenin. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger goads GOP in court over nuts election theory. Former California governor files brief in Supreme Court case. Court to weigh disputed independent legislature theory. Now the Constitution... says that the way this, the federal elections are conducted by the states are up to the states. Uh, this would include, you know, um, it has to be on a specific date, but the, let's say, the duration for which the polls are open on that date, they could be open from midnight to midnight. Uh, generally, they, they close at 7.30, 8 o'clock at the latest. I really don't think many states go past 7.30. Now, if there is a line at the door at 7.30, you cannot close the doors. You cannot let, uh, you cannot stop people from getting into line if there's a line at or out the door at 7.30 when the polls are supposed to close or whatever time the polls close. Some places think they might close as early as 6.30. But it's generally a 12 or 13 hour day so that people have a few hours before and after work to go vote. Uh, there's no excuse not to vote other than I hate all the candidates or I don't like any of the candidates. Uh, even then, there are some initiatives and uh, tax levies on ballots that you should be aware of. But the Constitution gives the power to oversee elections at the local level to the state legislatures. Uh, a lot of states are accused of, and it happens both ways, but... People like Arnie are, you know, soft Republicans and hardcore Democrats are titty babying that, well, Republicans are drawn. Excuse me a second. Republicans are drawing gerrymandered districts. I learned the word gerrymandering in the fifth grade in social studies, people. If this is a new concept to you, shame on you for not being good at your civic duty and civic responsibilities to be an informed voter. But 
redistricting Republican or Democrat has always been gerrymandered. They take and they say, all right, just going to use this as an example. These counties and neighborhoods and areas are heavily populated by Democrats. Democrats will always win that area. Let's just make that a, a Democrat district and they'll have their representation. And so they draw the lines. And some of these congressional lines are weird. I've seen ones that are like barbell shaped where it's kind of big on both ends. Then there's a tiny strip of land connecting the two. That's wrong in my opinion. But now the Democrats uh, and a rogue Ohio Supreme Court justice and others say that would the districts have to be drawn fairly so that a Democrat has a fair chance to win? So what they did is they take like, they use this Ohio 59, I believe it is, uh, state legislature district, Western Columbiana County, and combine it up into Mahoning County and get part of inner city Akron in there, or inner city Youngstown, excuse me, so that you can have almost as many Republican voters as you do Democrat voters. The Democrat voters in inner city Youngstown have a much different need and want of their representation than the voters of farm country in Columbiana County. You're supposed to be representing people. It's not about what's fair and who has a fair chance to win. Do you think if that chunk of Youngstown were its own district that a Republican could go up there and win in a heavily Democrat area? No. So let them have their Democrat representative and let the people in Western Columbiana County have their representation. And trust me, representation of farmers and country folks has changed over time. That used to be the work, the working man's party used to be the Democrat party. And that has changed. And now the working man and the country folk, the farmers, they feel more aligned with the Republican party because they're not voting, oh, we're for the working man. We're the Democrats and we lie and say we're for the working man. Uh, <clears throat> they're starting to vote their conscience and their patriotism and their heart how they really feel smaller government their religion their conscience but anyways it's about representing people and giving the people representation um, and the type of representation and the <clears throat> needs of the people in those two areas are vastly different and it's up to the representative of the the vastly democrat district and the representative of the vastly republican district to find a middle ground that accommodates 
both their constituencies. It's not up to some funny, funny drawn map to determine your uh, representative. Let's see what the Arnold said about this. There's no realist, realistic recourse at the ballot. <clears throat> so, okay. Under the independent legislature theory, which is in the Constitution, state legislatures would be free to draw districts that project parties and incumbents while leaving voters with no realistic recourse at the ballot. Not true, Arnold. There's always recourse at the ballot. You should know because you got recoursed. At the ballot and on the TV show, you tried to take over after Trump left. The actor turned politician said in a court, or in a friend of court brief, filed Wednesday in Washington. <laughs> Star of the Terminator and Kindergarten Cop <laughs> uh, goes on here, quote, you have to be polite at the Supreme Court of the United States, but here are my unfiltered thoughts, Schwarzenegger said in a tweet. Frankly, this theory is nuts. Uh, it's in the Constitution, sweetheart. You left Austria to come to America for freedom, the American way, and to become wealthy. We provided all of that to you. You have provided us with entertainment. Stick to that. He has a right to say this because he is now an American citizen. I get that. But we want constitutionality in this country. We want to get back to basics. I'm not going to go much further than that, but... These state house districts need to be drawn by the state legislatures. The state legislatures need to have more control over the elections. Big federal government control of everything fails people at the local level. Period. Point blank. So, thank you guys for listening, watching. God bless you. Pray for one another. Love somebody today. Be the reason somebody feels loved. Till next time, it's Big John. Smoke a cigar and love thy neighbor. Big John 369. I should, get, I should make t-shirts that say that. Alright, God bless you. Here, let's get some Halloween. <laughs>